Hello from the Pacific Northwest. This is Kristen from KristenWombach.com, and you're listening to Intentional Now Podcast. More people than ever are asking the question, how do we find ourselves on the resurrected side of Jesus? In this show, I discuss what's really on the other side of the torn veil, ascending into heaven, and how does our sonship fix the heart of creation? If you're like me, Jesus has redefined what you used to say yes to. Join me and my guests in a workshop discussion that proclaims we are not nailed to the cross or dead in the grave, but fully alive and resurrected in him. Let's do this. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is the day before Thanksgiving. Hmm, and my goodness, what a day it has been. So about three o'clock today, my family Thanksgiving has officially been canceled due to most of my family being sick with colds. Oh, um, no, I'm not sick. Yay. Most of them are sick with colds. So what did I do today? When I heard that, I go, oh, okay, God, what should we do? And I, I went and so I ran to the store, <laughs> not that I wanted to run to the store, just moments before the five o'clock rush, right? Um, so I went and I picked up some turkey legs and turkey parts, and I'm making a wonderful turkey and rice stew to nourish my family. Yeah, it has been such an interesting day. Um, I started recording, oh, about noon. I've been having mic issues and testing and testing and, and testing. Oh, <laughs> do you ever have days like that? <laughs> I know you do, listener. I know you do. <laughs> so here we are today, and we are just going to jump in, dive in deep. And if you're listening to this while you are preparing your Thanksgiving meal, hey, <laughs> we're going to have a good time together. We really are. And I'm just going to sit back and we're going to relax. We're going to breathe in, breathe out. And God is just going to expand us today, right? Now, this is going to be a two episode, um, a two part episode, I should say. We're going to have one today, it's Wednesday, and then I'm going to release the second part for Friday. So we're going to just lay some groundwork and we're going to set some really good questions. And then on Friday, we'll come in and just go, yes, 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 God is good. And this is what we know about him, right? So the takeaways for this two-part episode, wisdom is like... When I say wisdom is like, it's like Jesus is like, or heaven, the kingdom of heaven is like. So wisdom is like seven pillars of wisdom's house, practical little victories about money, beautification miracles from saints, gold coin in the fish's mouth, reading in the spirit, drawing heaven, and remember, this is a discovery series. Now, first, let me share with you 
what prompted this two-part episode. And before I step any further into the episode, I would like to share a disclaimer. (laughs) I had other people talking to me today, right? So my disclaimer is, testimonials contained here do not represent all clients or listeners' typical experiences. Results are dependent upon effort and application, sometimes beyond our control. Kristen, me, I teach you skills and insights and I've drawn from my experiences. There are no guarantees of earnings and results may vary. Yeah, results do vary, don't they? And with the best intent, my experiences that I share with you, they may be different from yours. And I want to unpack that just a little bit. Heaven, in the spirit, it's not a matter of right or wrong in the area of perception. Let me explain it this way. If you and I went to go view an open house, both of us would walk through the house. We'd be admiring it and internally making changes if we could see ourselves living there. So later when we both sat down to have a cup of coffee to discuss the house, what we just walked through, you know, I might say, oh, I really liked the red couch in the living room next to the fireplace. And you might say, I didn't even notice it. But you would be telling me that you were captivated with the kitchen cabinets. And I said, really? I thought they were this way. But then there would be times where we both would say, Wasn't the master bath in need of a remodel? Those pink tiles were atrocious. Well, this area, we both saw the same thing. So encounters in the spirit are much the same. Love always confirms the identity of everything. And remember, the results may vary. The most important thing is believing what he showed you and what he showed me. Remember, we're standing on many times different sides of the same prism of the same diamond, right? You see a perspective. I see a perspective. When we put those perspectives together, that is where we see more of him. (laughs) Did you learn something there? (laughs) Good, good. I'm glad. So I have shared with you many of my entrepreneurial endeavors. Jesus is my business partner, right? So this is a a spiritual, a mystical, but it's also entrepreneurial. I mean, I trust that there are business owners out there and we are learning together. So my husband is semi-retired. Myself, I have been a pastor of a ministry school and a small fellowship for hmm, the last 15 years. So a paycheck wasn't really at the top of the list. Now, I do want to highlight the extreme generosity of my church family. Very much so. They are amazing people. But needless to say, when COVID hit, 
I had to pull up my bootstraps of faith and get into God's face, which is really a good place to be, and focus on kingdom resources and finances. Mm -hmm. You hear me? Yep. Uh huh. So I do know the difference between right and wrong. And all my checkbooks are balanced. You might be smiling here. Balanced is good, right? But I'm talking about the more than enough. That's that more than enough that fulfills the things in my heart. My dreams coming to pass require a significant amount of cash flow. So ministry, it's a different egg when it comes to finances. I'm sure there is more truth that needs to come forth. Amen. Okay. So when Jesus and I got our heads together about 30 years ago, I never agreed with lack or doing with little and neither did he. So, wow. (laughs) I know when I was writing out the, the notes for this particular episode, I said, wow. I didn't realize this episode was going to be so intimate about finances and resources, but it's, it's where I live. It's what I'm learning. It's what I am focused on. It's what I, the questions that I'm asking him. And then I turn around and I share it with you. So I invite you to pick up a copy of the unfinished book. So it's my journey from uh, a good little Baptist girl, no pun intended, to a mystic. It's one that many of us, my journey is one that many of us can identify with. So in that period of time, my husband and I agreed, but what I did is I traded the regular workforce for knowing him, being in him, getting to know him. And from that and through that, I found myself with a variety of pastoral hats on my head. Mm, Can I honestly say it's not very glamorous? (laughs) Wearing all those hats is I just don't need to have any more words on that, right? So I wouldn't trade that journey, even though financially, well, (sighs) heaven's economy and I are still working things out. So today, my little victories seem to be what God wants us to talk about. Um, Little victories. We hear about big victories, but big victories happen through the course of many small victories. So let me continue. And you know me, I am going to tell you a story. And my stories come directly from the heart of God and my encounters with Jesus. And then what I'm going to do, I'm going to tell you a story and then I'm going to unpack the story's characters. I'll go back into the story to try to explain it a little bit. Remember, this is a discovery series, correct? We are discovering, meaning we're discovering mysteries hidden for us to find. So that's what my encounters do. They go, oh, I found it. I found it. 
Most of the time, those discoveries are right under our nose. So way back at the beginning, mm -hmm, um, nine months ago, episode 56, and moving on forward, I kind of started with the intersection of grace and the door of trust, and God has just been teaching me over this course of time, teaching me about life and heaven. They're very practical to me. Jesus is touchable to me. Jesus is my provision. And when provision is challenged, uh, what do I do? I ask more questions because there is more mystery that is right underneath my nose that I want to uncover. So one of my favorite and ongoing encounters with Jesus is his own text. It's Jesus and Peter and the temple tax. You know, the gold coin in the fish's mouth. Um, yes, that is living. Matthew 17 is alive and living, so you can step into it. I have crawled in the spirit all through that passage. From Peter's side to Jesus sending him to go catch the fish and asking a bazillion questions on the whereabouts. Where was that coin? Where did the coin have to travel from? Was it on the earth? Did a fisherman lose it at sea and the fish ate it? Did or did Jesus create it by his words? And what about the timing of this particular fish? Catching, catching the bait of Peter's faith. I think that I have managed to push a healthy amount of heavenly how-to buttons here. Yes, I love that. But my understanding, I'm I'm not solid in that yet that I hold the answer, right? So let me, I'm going to add a quote here just for curiosity. It's just for curiosity, just like that particular story about Jesus and Peter. But let's just stretch ourselves here for a moment. So. This quote about curiosity, it says, yes, yes, and amen to every side of the gold coin in the fish's mouth story. Mm -hmm. So the above account is drawn from the articles for the cause of beautification. Ah, you say, what's beautification? I'll tell you. Beautification is Latin, and it's the recognition, according to the Catholic Church, of a deceased person's entrance into heaven and the capacity to intercede on behalf of that individual who's in heaven. And the Catholic Churches, they pray in their name, right? So that is what the beautification process is. So my quote is the preceding. The beautification and her monetary testimonies, they were carefully considered by a distinguished Jesuit who presided over the first tribunal considering the cause of beautification. After having in empathetically attributed the whole affair to diabolical intervention, <laughs> this Jesuit priest 
was converted by the overwhelming evidence and became an ardent apostle of Sister Teresa of the Child Jesus and the Holy Face. That was who was going through the beautification. So one may wonder, this Sister Teresa, how did she obtain all of this monetary finances, these banknotes and currencies, because it's not used in heaven? How did she perform all of these miracles when she was in heaven and she was a member of the cloud of witnesses? Well, the author quotes a particular bank employee as saying this. There are a good many banknotes issued that never come back. They are lost and thus become no man's property. Some are so effectively hidden away by misers that they are never found by their heirs. Others are dropped and blown away by the wind. Others are burned when houses catch fire. Others go down with foundering ships. The lost notes give a supply exceedingly all demands that miracles will ever make. This quote was taken by Mysteries, Marvels, and Miracles in the Lives of the Saint, written by Joan Cruz. So what this is saying, when I found this particular book and these testimonies, I desperately needed them. I desperately needed to hear them. I needed their agreement for the things I was experiencing in my own life. Can the cloud of witnesses partner with us financially? Absolutely. And yes, they can. (laughs) I told you this was a discovery series. Mm -hmm. Yes, they can. So I left a link for you in the drawing heaven so that you can see the encounter artwork of the episode numbers that I'm referring to. Yep. So back to my story, while I was encountering the door of trust with Jesus, way back there, I've given you the episode. So if you want to go back and listen to it there, okay? So Jesus obviously is the door of trust, but he used a door metaphorically to speak to me, to teach me, to talk to me. So I saw my life like a bunch of sticky notes all stuck upon this door. And then Jesus proceeded to remove the sticky notes and then he just put one back, which became my focus. It's it's like, okay, Kristen, this is what I want you to focus on. Well, what was the sticky note? (laughs) The sticky note was my Etsy store. Okay. I'm all into my business partner talking about increase. Amen. So all the other sticky notes were valid, but together we were going to focus on one. So my Etsy store, I happen to have two Etsy stores and also a store on my website. 
<clears throat> excuse me, they are Rabbit tra Trail Supply, and I sell backyard bird supplies that my husband and I create. And my other store is my Via K Wombach, which hosts most of my digital products, some courses, and my Evernote templates. I know that you've heard me talk about those. So Jesus was talking to me, definitely, about my Via K Wombach. It's kind of like, you know, I really pour my heart right there. My heart is just so much right there in providing a resource for people. So the next day, so I've had this encounter with Jesus and he says, okay, we're going to focus on your Etsy store. I was sitting the next day. I had an encounter with wisdom. I was sitting on our bench at the crossroads and I heard her tell me that I would make star seller in my Etsy store in February. Hmm. This was the beginning of October. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, star seller is a badge that is added to your storefront. Yeah. If you go to Etsy, you'll see it on certain stores. It says star seller. It makes customers feel confident in you and your product. So it is a valuable badge. To earn that badge, you have these particular requirements. You have to have above a 4.8 customer review, over five transactions, customer message response time within 24 hours, shipping times 100%, and selling over $300 of product. The badge is earned monthly. <laughs> so when wisdom told me that this, well, that's another five months before I have consistent sales. She said that I'd make star seller in February. <laughs> um, February, and this is October. I trust that you're here in my heart here. So this morning, this morning, this is what wisdom asked me to do in this particular episode. Kristen, please tell your listeners that I am a living being. Teach them how to engage with me, hear, talk, eat, and have communion with me. Hmm. Okay. So heaven is not just ethereal. Every being, every spirit, light form, sound expresses the love of God. So one of the best scripture texts that we can read about the detailed expression of the love of God is the lavishness of him creating Lucifer. You can read about it in Ezekiel 28. Read over that text and just look at how lavishly that he built Lucifer. But read the text with redemptive eyes. Imagine encountering Lucifer before his fallen state. Now I'm going to remind you of the restoration of all things when you're imagining. And 
yeah, I know. I tweaked a few of those what I'd call a religious spirit in that statement. But hey, the restoration of all things. God's love is unconditional, right? So wisdom is a being with a personhood, just like Holy Spirit. Maybe even the word being is not the right word. (laughs) So the graphic that I used for this episode is exactly how she talked with me today. That's just the picture of who she is in when we are together. I know her as a mother figure. And she laid a book on my lap. And in the spirit, I placed my hand on the book. That's how I learned to read in the spirit. That's how I learned to hear whenever there was a document or a scroll or a book or something that was written, communicated to me. It's kind of like a heavenly braille, right? That's how I learned. I put my hand on it. And what that does is you're connecting with the sound and the frequency. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to read a passage from Proverbs 8. Now, we're not going to go too far here. I just want to begin to unpack this story here. Okay? So... I'll go back and I highlight the areas where I have personal encounters with wisdom, right? But I want you to remember, what did wisdom say to me? She said, oh, you'll make Star Seller in February, five months away. Hmm. There is definitely more to the story here. So in Proverbs 8, 1, it says, listen as wisdom calls out, hear and understanding, as understanding raises her voice. On the hilltop along the road, she takes her stand at the crossroads. By the gates at the entrance to the town on the road leading in, she cries aloud. I call to you, to all of you. I raise my voice to all of you people. You simple people, use good judgment. You foolish people, show some understanding. Listen to me, for I have important things to tell you. Everything I say is right, for I speak the truth and I detest every kind of deception. My advice is wholesome. There is nothing devious or crooked in it. My words are plain to anyone with understanding, clear to those with knowledge. Choose my instruction rather than silver and knowledge rather than pure gold. For wisdom is far more valuable than rubies. Nothing you can desire can compare with it. I, wisdom, live together with good judgment. I know where to discover knowledge and discernment. All who fear the Lord will hate evil. Therefore, I hate pride and arrogance, corruption, and a perverse speech. Common sense and success belong to me. Insight and strength, they're mine. 
Because of me, kings reign and rulers make just decrees. Rulers lead with my help and nobles make righteous judgments. I love all who love me. Those who search will surely find me. I have riches and honor as well as enduring wealth and justice. My gifts are better than gold, even the purest gold. My wages better than sterling silver. I walk in righteousness in paths of justice. Those who love me inherit wealth. I will fill their storehouses. The Lord formed me before and from the beginning. Before he created anything, I was appointed in ages past. At the very first Before the earth began, I was born before the oceans were created, before the springs bubbled forth their waters, before the mountains were created, before the hills I was born, before he had made the earth and the fields and the first handfuls of soil. I was there when he established the heavens, when he drew the horizons of the oceans. I was there when he set the clouds above. When he established springs deep in the earth, I was there. When he set the limits of the seas so they would not spread beyond their boundaries, and when he marked off the earth's foundations, I was the architect at his side. I was his constant delight, rejoicing always in his presence. And how happy I was with the world he created. How I rejoiced with the human family. And so, my children, listen to me, for all who follow my ways are joyful. Listen to my instruction and be wise. Don't ignore it. Joyful are those who listen to me, watching for me daily at my gates, waiting for me outside my home, for whoever finds me finds life, and receives favor from the Lord. But those who miss me injure themselves. All who hate me love death. (sighs) Why am I telling you this? Remember, because she asked me to. In short, I've encountered wisdom, right? I've encountered her. But with my encounter of her, I have this question. February, five months away. Huh. Well, I'm going to hold up right there. In the next episode, I am going to share with you all of the areas that I have personally encountered wisdom and it's like I highlighted that text, text, and I get to know her here, and I've gotten to know her here. But I just wanted to lay out today that her conversation with us, that she's a living, talking, loving being that communicates to us. And today, 
And every day I see her as a mother. And I'm going to talk more about that in the next one. But I just release you now to open up a conversation with the Lord. Open up a conversation with him about wisdom. If you've never met her, then asked to be introduced. Okay. (laughs) All right. I'm going to pause and leave it there. And the second part of this, you will absolutely love. I'm going to release it on Friday. So if you happen to be (laughs) having Thanksgiving tomorrow, I bless you. I bless your family and your meal. And I will talk to you again on Friday. And ooh, I have some wonderful mysteries to share with you. I will see you then. Okay? Bye now.